Well, hello, Go Church family, and welcome to our monthly podcast. This is week three. We're so excited for you to be here. This is Roy, and I'm sitting here with Gilbert. Hey, Go Church family. We're glad to be with you, and we're excited to to share week three of Good Company this week. But before I do that, I want to ask you, how are grow groups going with you? Are you enjoying grow groups? Do you have any testimonies that you want to share with your Go Church family? We encourage you to write down your testimonies, to tell us the testimonies so that we can share them on the podcast as we go, because we want everyone to celebrate what God is doing in your lives. I mean, that's that's the point. We, we keep saying the thing. Oh, I know you guys always say, like, we keep saying these things over and over again, but there's a reason for it. And what Gilbert is saying is awesome, because you can take what you learned from this message and, you know, what you're hearing in the podcasts and apply them in your daily lives, and then come to the grow groups to share what God is doing in your life. Isn't that amazing, man? It is, it is. So what are we gonna be talking about now in week three, exactly? So week one, we talked about good company on the inside, which yes. is our fellowship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, week two, we, we talked about- talked about from what's on the outside, am I correct? Exactly. Outside. Good company on the outside, okay. which is our fellowship with our brothers and sisters and how we can do that practically. Mm-hmm. This week we're talking about good company leads to good results. And you know, the flip side of that is that bad, bad company, company can lead to bad results, <laughs> right? But uh, before I do that, I just wanna share again, the purpose of this message. We always wanna, you know, we always wanna be driven by purpose. You know, we, we wanna explain why we're doing this, why we're talking about this series and what we're trying to get out of it. So. Really what we're saying is that we want everyone at Go Church to know that God accomplishes things through relationships and that we can only accomplish his plan through fellowship. That is fellowship with him and fellowship with others that he's put in our lives. So let me just go over the main scripture again, because you know it's yes. one of the main purpose for this message, right? Sure. And being let go, they went to their own companions and which is company yeah. and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And that's what we encourage everyone to do, to go back to your own company. Who, who's their good company? It's us, the church. Right, exactly. So we always want to encourage everyone, you know, don't be alone. Come back to your good company where together we can share burdens, right? We can share resources to help each other and to accomplish the plan of God in us, through us, and for others. And we can also share responsibilities and get more done together. That's really how we can uh, entertain or walk through fellowship. You know, I just wanna take a moment. I'm yeah. just, I'm, there, there's someone in church that I'm just so proud of. I'm so proud of Richard. Yeah. Richard came to the Grow Group and last time he shared his burden. He was upfront about it. It took courage to share something like that. Yeah. And he shared it with us because he is trying to be a doer of the word and he is a doer of the word. And I just love it. I love it when I see growth in someone in the church. It blesses me so much. Yeah. And he sets an example for all of us yeah. to come before each other because we're not here to judge each other. We're here no. to help each other sure. and to carry each other's burdens. You gotta be real, right? And he was real. And I'm just so proud of Richard. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that about Richard. And there are many, many, many other brothers and sisters who are also growing and who are also coming with honest questions, honest concerns and honest issues in their lives that you know they need help with. 
if you think that you're the only one dealing with a problem, don't be deceived. Every single person, every single one, is dealing with stuff. We all live in the world. You know, th there is a devil in this world, but we can overcome the devil. Jesus has already overcome the world, and we are in Christ. So we have overcome the world, but we need to learn how and with who we can do that. That's really important. So that is important. last week we talked about Paul and we talked about examples of good company in his life. And I just want to take a moment and talk about instances where he had bad company and it turned out, you know, with some, with some bad results. So uh, can you read second Corinthians chapter two, verse 12 and 13? Sure, sure. Is there any um, translation you'd prefer? Any is good. Any is good. So 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Yes. When I came to the city of Troas to preach the good news of Christ, the Lord opened a door of opportunity for me. But I had no peace of mind because my dear brother Titus hadn't yet arrived with a report from you. So I said goodbye and went on to Macedonia to find him. See, Paul is trying to tell us something here. What's yeah. he telling us? I mean, you see that God opened the door for him, but he wasn't able to go there because he wasn't in the presence of the company that God intended for which him to be Titus. with. Which was Titus. Which was Titus. So amazing. You, you see that even though, you know, the Lord can open up opportunities for us, if we don't have the right company, we can't accomplish the plan. That's huge. There, there's something about two, right? Yeah. I mean, you see Jesus sent out the disciples in two. Yes. Uh, you know, doing this podcast- Ecclesiastes says two is better than one. Right? Two, uh, doing this podcast is part of God's work. We're doing something that God asked us to do. Right. And it takes two. Yeah. And even when he talks about the power of agreement, he says if two or more, he doesn't say if one. Yes. He says if two or more agree, there's so much power yeah. in two. Absolutely. I mean, this is, it's so important to see that, you know, God designed- or God has, you know, designed for us to have relationships. He's put those relationships in our lives. These are not fickle relationships. These are relationships that last. These are relationships that are developed and strengthened. And you see that as they're strengthened, so, so are the results that come out of this, right? So are the results that come out of this for ourselves and for God's plan. So I wanna, there's so, someone else I actually really wanna talk about. Just before you move on, yes. I just wanna leave one more point. Sure. So if all this we just talked about were two, yeah. what happens if you have the whole church behind you? Exactly. How much power can we get from that? Exactly. Isn't that something amazing? It is. You're not alone. You have the whole church behind you. Go, the whole Go Church family is with you. Yeah. So that's such an amazing thing. It is. Please go on. Yeah. Yeah. So there's someone else who, uh, who I really wanna talk about and... I do feel like, you know, when we talk about Job, people immediately have uh, ideas, concepts, thoughts that come up, you know? And somehow they automatically think of these kind of questions, which are, why did this happen to Job? Why, you know, did, did Job mess up? Like, why did God do this to Job? Why did God allow for this to happen? To be honest, these are the easy questions to answer. They are the easy questions to I'm, answer. I mean, the fact is, Job was a man who was not in covenant with God, no, the wasn't. same way we are. I mean, we now have fellowship with God. We talked about this in week one, that through Jesus, we have open access to God and God has open access to us. And 
the, you know, the fact is that Job didn't have fellowship with God, didn't have relationship with God, didn't have covenant with God. And he lived in the world. And in the world, we talked about this, there is trouble. There is a devil who is the small g, God of this world. And he's, you know, he has access to do things to people who are not in covenant with God, right? Before the law, there was no law preventing him from doing any of this. And after Jesus, Jesus fulfilled the law. So through Jesus, the devil doesn't have access to do anything, you know, legally to us, which he always tries to do stuff illegally. But the, the easy answer to these questions is God didn't do this to Job. No, fear did. No, that's right. Fear, fear opened the door. And, you know, you see across, you know, and, and when I read the, the book of Job, I have two colors of, of highlights. One is blue and one is green. And when I highlight in blue, I highlight all of the comments that were made that have wrong assumptions to them. So they talk about God did this to Job and God, you know, poured down his, 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 you know, his, uh, judgment on Job and God did this and God did that. And, and God like took Job's kids. And you realize that that's not true. The devil did that. We have the backstory. We read it from, you know, from the outside and we see that those are false assumptions. But you know what the sad story is, Gilbert? Yeah. That people today still have these assumptions. Sure. People still think that every disaster that happens around them was made by God or that God was the one responsible for these disasters. Yeah. The truth is, as you said, which is truth, there's still a devil. Yes. And the devil is responsible for these things, not God. Sure. And when you're on his territory in the world and you don't have covenant with God, the devil has open access. That's and that's, true. that's the fact that that's the sobering reality. We remember days when we didn't have, you know, when we weren't with God and yeah. he had access to our lives. And you know, you know, I've spent two years of my life, you know, Taking a very big beating would yeah. be the word for it. Yeah. You understand what, by beating, I mean, I got sick very often. I had to have constant uh, visits to the hospital. And that was before I knew God. Yeah. But now that I know God, I know who I am in Jesus. Yeah. And I know my legal right, yes. that I have authority over the devil, that he has no right to be in our lives in this church. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the second set of highlights are in green and those are the everything, not necessarily, yeah. It's everything that, you know, they ask questions about, oh, if only I had a redeemer, you know, everything that points to Jesus, everything that points to the solution found in Jesus is in green. You know, you see that they're asking question after question. Oh, why, why won't God talk to me? Why won't God help me? Why won't... In Jesus, he's done all of that for I'll us. I'll never forget reading that passage where he, if I correct me if I'm mistaken, but he's, isn't there a mediator yes. that can mediate between yeah. us, you know, yeah. someone, who could that be? And that's Jesus. Yeah. You know? I actually, I want to, talking about tough questions, that was my point. I want to ask the really tough question. Why did Job have such bad friends? I mean, this is, you see that as soon as Job goes through difficulty, he's surrounded by, Horrible people. Bad companies, what you call them. You like, it's shocking. You know, you see in Job 2, let's, let me read that. You know, Job 2, uh, verse 9, his own wife assumes the, uh, 
the voice of the devil, right? Assumes this voice. Then his wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. Curse God and die. I'll never forget reading that. And you see in, in Job 4 onwards, you see all these, uh, all these friends that Job has. He has three friends that come to visit him. They're called Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar. They sound like bad company. <laughs> you know, their names are the best part of them. I'll tell you that. And, uh, and basically, you, you see them, the only good thing they did is they came to see Job and didn't say a word for a little while. And then after that, you see them start talking and talking and talking and judging him. And they start, you know, accusing him saying, surely you must have done something wrong because God is pouring out his judgment on you. I love, sorry to yeah, cut you there, ahead. but there's a part of him, I'll never forget it, he goes, stop and think, they're saying that to Job, do the innocent die? Yep. When have the upright been destroyed? So what are they really saying to Job here? That you must have done something <laughs> you wrong. You must have done something wrong. Yeah. Those are friends. Yeah, that's bad company. Go church. I promise you, if you, if you we come to each other, that's not what you're going to hear. <laughs> that's not what you should hear. No, <laughs> what you tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you see th- it get even worse. Like you see Bildad, you know, the second friend who, who, who speaks in Job 8.4 he goes a step further. It's horrible. He says, if your sons have sinned against him, he has cast them away for their transgression. He had just lost his children. He had just lost his children. You know, he had lost everything. That's brutal, man. And literally, like, let me read this in the, the New Living. Your children must have sinned against him, so their punishment was well-deserved. <laughs> That's looking harsh. At, looking at it right now, yeah. That's harsh, right? Th- these things are... You know, these things are what Job was arguing with his friends about. Hey, it wasn't me. I didn't sin. I didn't sin. I didn't do this. I don't know what you're talking about. There's no judgment that came on me. And, you know, he has to defend himself and his kids, his deceased kids, right? And these are just horrible, horrible, horrible circumstances to be around. And at the end, you see that his bad company kept him in bad results. And it, it took months. We see this from, from scripture. We see this from the book of Job that his, um, his difficulty and these things that happened to him happened over a period of months. It wasn't weeks, but it wasn't years either, right? And when did things start turning around for Job? You see things turn around for Job when a fourth person called Elihu when he starts talking, things starts to take a turn. That's definitely true. Yeah, and 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 this this friend of his, you know, it's an example of good company. It's an example of good company. He doesn't look. He doesn't um, agree with what the other three friends said. On the, and in fact, he disagrees with them. But he also doesn't agree with what Job's Job attitude said. is yeah, like. Yeah, that's true. And you know, he tells Job, "Listen, like, no one's righteous. No one's perfect. So." Don't sit here and say you haven't. It doesn't mean that, you know, God is judging you according to your sin. That's not true at all. But, you know, don't, um, don't sit there and, and talk this way back and forth and everyone's words are, are fruitless here. And the reality is that without God, we wouldn't be anywhere, but we need to turn to God for answers. This was Elihu's message in a nutshell. And obviously this spans over a few chapters of reading, but you see that he offers 
the correct viewpoint, you know, the correct um, reality about who God is and the fact that you can't say all of this stuff about God if you want to turn to him for help, right? That's not the way it is. And so that good company turns things around a little bit. And then who comes on the scene? God, God himself. himself shows up. Exactly. I think that's my favorite part. Yeah. When God himself shows up. And instead of giving answers to Job, he gives him questions. Right. Questions that change really, perspective, Change right? every perspective any yeah. man could have. Yeah. So that's, so he had good company with Elihu and then he had even better company with God himself. Exactly. Right. And we see that, you know, as God is talking to Job and pointing to the fact that, you know, Job, you're saying, you know, all this stuff, you're saying that you, you understand how I work and you understand who I am, but you don't know all of these things I'm asking you. So how could you possibly say that you know me? Uh, it was amazing. The first time I read that man, just the fact that, you know, the creator almighty actually came down to settle this. Yeah. You know, he came down and he told Job, so like you just said, how is it possible that you think you understand the things or my ways and you can't even understand one of the basics of how the world works? Yeah. You know, how the clouds do what they do? How does the rain do what they do? Yeah. Who feeds the animals? Who yeah. does this? Who does yeah. that? And Job changes his ways. Right. But it ends up in very good news, doesn't it? It does. So actually, you see the, the exact turning point. So, you know, when Elihu comes, things start to change. When God comes, everything changes. Job's response to God, this is the turning point. And in Job chapter 42, verse five, five, Job says to God, I had only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. This is the turning point, is when we experience fellowship. We experience fellowship with God. We experience fellowship with our brothers and sisters. When, you know, we don't, we don't talk about what it's like, but we do it. You know, we live in that relationship with God. We live with our brothers and sisters and walk with them. You know, these are the things that will help us see changes in our lives. So Gilbert, you know, everything that Job went through, yeah. this was, you know, this, he wasn't redeemed. It was before Jesus. Yes. So how much more access do we have now as his children, as his actual sons and daughters right now? And we have so much access to the point where if something bad happens to us, we can immediately stand and say, this is illegal. Exactly. There we is can, no right for the devil to do this. Exactly. He has no right. And Job was surrounded by bad company and just one person there to just, you know, with good company. Yeah. How much more good company do we have? Yeah, exactly. So if, if we actually pay attention to our fellowship with God, he will lead us into fellowship with others. And... I can say personally that, you know, I've cultivated amazing fellowship at Go Church that, you know, I have friendships that have grown and supported me and helped me through difficult times. I mean, we've all been through difficult times, right? Yes, and, we have. and, you know, the, the reason I thought of Job in this message is actually because I myself went through this difficulty um, last, last uh, year, right? And, I remember that time when I was sick and, you know, sometimes we don't like talking about these things, but the fact is, yes, I went through difficulty. Yes, I was sick, 
but it's still a testimony because I had good company. Yeah. Because the company around me held me up when it was very difficult. And the company around me helped me see the truth, helped me see God when it was very, very difficult and my my body was hurting and my brain was screaming at me. And that's what we need. You know, sometimes we need that help. We need people to share our burdens. We need people to share you know, their resource to help us. And we need people to share responsibility when we can't keep up with the things we need to do. That's true. You know, it doesn't, we don't always need a, a three point message when we're down. We need people to share and to help us. So in closing, I want to read uh, two, two, two uh, verses. Which are? So, Let me just find those. Uh, yeah. So Romans mm -hmm. chapter 12, verse 15. Okay. Will the NLT do? Go for it. Right. Romans chapter 12, verse 15. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Simple. It is pretty simple. And that's what we can do to help each other. I also want to read this passage of scripture. Here, Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse nine. Two people are better off than one for yes, they, they can are. help each other succeed. Yes, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. That's true. So why three? It's because there's our fellowship with God and our fellowship with man. With man. This, this has been such a wonderful journey, just to even look back practically in our lives and, and think that, you know, there's no excuse for you to be alone. No. Really, there's, there's, you make that choice. There's no excuse for you to be a victim and be alone. When you have all the resources of a family that shares your burdens, a family that shares their resources with you and a family that takes on all the responsibility shared together in the church. I think, you know, to sum up everything that we talked about, just in a practical example, yes, life can be difficult sometimes. Yes, just as you said, you came across a certain sickness that bothered you. And sometimes it's not nice to talk about it. I also remember when I lost my father, and I will never forget the good company that was around me when I, when I felt alone. And even without asking them to be there, they were all there. And that made a huge difference in my life. And I don't know where you or I would be without Go Church Beirut sure. or any church of that matter that you belong to. Yes. You know, I'm not saying that it's God has designed church. a place for you. Exactly. With the right relationships. Place. So if it's Go Church Beirut, yeah. great. If it's somewhere else, even better. Wherever that may be for you. But be you, there. Be there. Yeah. Be in your place. Because if you're not in your place. And exercise that fellowship with the people God has called you to be with. I mean, I can spend all night talking about this with you, Gilbert, but we've run out of time. And it's been a great journey going through this message. Good company. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for taking the time to hear this. Thank you all for participating in the grow groups and sharing the testimonies of what God has been doing through this message in your life from his word. 
And if no one told you, we want to tell you that Go Church Beirut, we love you. We love you so much. We're here to share your burdens. We're here to share our resources and our responsibilities with you. We love you. God bless you. Bless you.